we're going to get into it. Uh, but real quick, before we start this podcast off right with some music, I did want to tell you folks uh, that we've got a great podcast, but I wanted to tell you about two events coming up here in July. First of all, we've got our virtual Tile Money Business Boost Challenge event. That's the last week in July, 26th through the 30th. It's a five-day event, 10 hours. We've got two different ways you can come in and get that education. We've got a free avenue and then a paid avenue where we're going to you know, uh, work with you a little bit closer. So if you're interested in, in uh, tightening up your business, look into the Business Boost Challenge. That's tilemoney.com slash challenge. And then we got Tile Tools is throwing a freedom event at the, uh, what is that, the 21st of July in Wisconsin. And that's going to be a great event. I'm going to be doing a live podcast there. We'll be there. Rob we'll be Cat. there. All right. <laughs> so those are the two events we've got coming up, guys. All right, let's do this. to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is changing the industry. We're doing that with our unique business education designed for contractors by contractors. A stronger tile contractor base is a stronger industry, and that's why we're doing this, to strengthen the tile industry. And you've all told me it's working. You're enjoying. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being here today, Rod. We're going to have a great conversation. I do want to thank a few people. We've been having a heck of a show here at Coverings. And I just want to mention a few people. I can't mention everybody because there's just too many people. And so I apologize if I don't mention your name. I've been really blessed to have so many friends here and, and connect on so many levels. The NTCA had their awards show last night. I just want to mention a few people who got an award. One of my good friends, John Roberts, he got the first ever Dan Heacock Service Award. Congratulations, John Roberts. You've been, you've been working hard with Gunlock and the NTCA and the CTEF. Ed Metcalf got the Joe Tarver Award for his long and hardworking service to the industry. Congratulations, Ed Metcalf. Uh, congratulations on your retirement. I can't wait to see what you're going to get up to next. Bradford Denny got the Tile Person of the Year yeah. Award. <laughs> well Let's deserved. give it up for Brad. He well has deserved. been working tirelessly. I've been listening and, I should say, reading his advice on the Internet for close to 15 years in the John Bridge forums before Facebook was ever even thought of. We got Angie Halford, Mark Christensen, Josh Nordstrom. They all won CID Artisanship Awards for their artisanship. Incredible stuff. You should have seen, uh, wait, if you haven't seen this alligator that Joshua Nordstrom and, and Lee put together, it's incredible. We got Nick Sturzik, Michaela Fedor, Ken Ballin, Adam Abel, and Sarah Williams all won what we call the Rockstar Award. And these guys really are rock stars. They're out there <laughs> rocking it up. And I do want to thank one more person, very near and dear to me, who was here. John Bridge came. And it's always a privilege to know John Bridge and get to, get to hang out with him. Let me tell you, he's my kind of guy. He's 80 years old. He's been at every single party. I mean, excuse me, networking event after the show. <laughs> And he's out, he's out doing you guys who are 30 and 20. So come on, give it up for John Bridge. Yeah. Without John Bridge, you know what John did? He put us all together. He put us all together, and all he showed us, us how to use the internet yes, he did. to have, to have a, you know, a family. You know, I went from PokerStars.com to the John Bridge Forum and never <laughs> looked back. 
That's awesome. I love it. All right. Well, I do want to thank our sponsors for the podcast. The National Tile Contractors Association, Lady Creek International, GoBoard, and today we have a special bonus sponsor, Rodcat Products. Thank you all for believing in Tile Money Podcast. You are the companies that see a need and you're doing something about it. You're putting your money where your mouth is and you're putting it back into the tile contractor's pocket directly through this podcast. Right. And, and so thank you to, to every single one of them. So. Let's do some introductions here. Now, we have Karen Teal. Karen, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and what you do at RodCap. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I relocated to Salt Lake City, and I've known Rod. I came from the East Coast, actually, here in Florida. Um, but about 23 years ago, I relocated to Salt Lake. And not too long after that, I built a custom home, and Rod was my tile contractor and his team. And so that's when I first met Rod 14 years ago. And then fast forward from there, about um, six, seven years ago, I um, kept that home, but then I um, remodeled another home, sort of started from scratch on the inside. And so Rod and his son were able to, who's also a tile contractor, Jason Catwick, um, they ended up doing my, all my bathrooms, my kitchen, all of that work there. So Rod and I have always had a friendship, and we've connected usually once a year since that time, and he... Um, sort of showed me what he was up to, which is always many things. And I saw the foam cutting that he was doing. And I'm like, gosh, that really seems to have some potential for the trade in terms of, you know, how you can make a difference and help people um, streamline their processes and be more quality focused in terms of consistency. And from that, um, two years ago, we sort of teamed up or a year and a half ago. And we'll talk more about that today. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing that story. Uh, incredible story uh, from from consumer uh, hiring a contractor to, to working with him now as, as a partner. Yeah, and, and that's incredible. Rod Catwick, if if you friends who are listening to this podcast today haven't heard Rod's story, we did interview him in February fifteenth of twenty nineteen. Rod, can you tell us a little bit more about what you've been up to since uh, about two and a half years ago? You know, um, I had my own tile contracting company for about 25 years, been in the trade for 35 years, and um, slowly as I was starting to develop, you know, products with styrofoam, which my first patent was a 3D wedge that goes on the back of tile, and going from that, you know, to making um, shower curbs and benches for tile guys, and then perfecting, you know, a way of doing a custom sloped bench, you know, I finally was able to I, I had helped another company do a big um, arena where the Utah Jazz play and we all worked all my crews worked with this other company and at the end of the job I said to my guys I said so we're going to stick in this commercial and we're gonna team up with another company and my main guy said no um, I think you should just focus on your foam it seems big enough you don't need to work out in your shop until 11 o'clock every night and then come with us um, we want to go to work for this bigger union company. And, um, you know, the relief, you know, so having guys that have been with me for 14 years, you know, to be able to go off to another good company. And then, you know, when you and I had our first podcast, you know, I had just found out exactly how much money I needed to make per day to basically, you know, make my payments of my house and stuff. And just focusing on um, just the foam and growing the foam business, 
you know, was able to get me, you know, off my knees. And um, the reward for me is helping other tile people, you know. So it's one thing to help the rich and famous and, you know, let them pick on, you know, two pieces of gray tile being close to each other or whatever. But to all of a sudden help tile guys and them like, oh, this is awesome. This is so easy for me now. Thank you. Thank you. That was the reward for me, you know. And so after that, it seemed like we just skyrocketed, you know. It seems like you have skyrocketed in the, in the last, you know, like we're saying, two years, you know, uh, a big thanks to Karen, right? Uh, it, yeah. Um, so that's where um, it brought us here right now is the systems and processes, you know. So yeah. me as, you know, this tile-crazed innovator that just ran around and, you know, just made things, you know, and I paid no attention to um, office people, you know, I mean, to, to, you know, hiring an accountant was a big step for me, you know, but to actually have office managers and people that are handling all of these other things as far as ordering and shipping, um, once that Karen helped me put, put that system into place, it just seemed like I actually had more time and more freedom to be more of, you know, the, the tile crazed innovator, you know, but, what um, you're really good at, right? <laughs> yeah, that magic. But, but um, that, that's the big thing, you know. So that's, again, why we're here. I love it. I love it. Thanks for sharing. To my right is Christopher Rachel. If you're not following Christopher Rachel on Instagram, on social media, you should. He shares a lot. He's running a very successful business. You really need to listen to his episode on November 10th, 2020, to catch up with Chris. Chris, what have you been doing the last year since we did that? Uh, since the last year, we've had um, my wife and I had a kid. Congratulations. Now, so Congratulations. That, uh, that really changed Thank you. <laughs> that really changed. I think we have one too. No. Oh. Ah. Ah. There was a clapping one. I'm sorry. Oh, got to get another button on there. I got to get another button. I'm sorry. I, I messed up your flow. No, that's fine. Um, you know, having a kid, that's, that's a big thing. So that obviously changed the way that I was working prior to my wife's pregnancy and, and having a kid. So... Um, I went from working seven days a week to kind of narrowing that down to five days a week, been able to take weekends off and spend that time with family. So good for you. Good for you. And, and, and you've used systems and processes, I know, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. And uh, I'm so proud of the business you built and, and how much you share. It's, yeah, it's really you. incredible. So way I can help. Thank you. So today's topic is, you know, systems and processes. Karen, why are you so passionate about this, this topic? Why, why did you say you and Rod kind of picked this topic today? Why? Why? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, quite honestly, I don't know how to do work without systems and processes. I came from a structured business, American Express, for 10 years, and then I worked um, an outsourcing um, business for DirecTV, and I was responsible for training and quality there with larger groups of people. And so... Basically, with entrepreneurship and having a small business, there's so much that you can take from those larger companies and apply to this small business. You don't have to become slow and labor-intensive and making decisions or any of that. You just take the best of those practices and put it in your small business to make things more efficient and effective. Because at the end of the day, it really gave Rod relief and a lot less stress, just if you look at it from a daily basis. But it's a huge shift from going from a tile contractor to using systems and processes and trusting others. And at times very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Can you expand on that? <laughs> in a little bit, in a little bit. Keep you know, kind, kind of, um, you know, when you have a list of to-dos, 
you know, and um, you're not used to that. And for me, you know, I a lot of times just follow the next shiny object. So I'll go into the shop and the intention will be maybe to kick out these orders or, or do this. And, you know, I'm working on the Laticrete fountain, you know, and it's like, God, it's a lot funner to, to work on the Laticrete fountain, you know, and talk to Angie about it. And then, you know, come back and it's like, so did you follow up on X, Y, and Z? And it's like, oh, man, I didn't, you know. So um, then I started feeling a little bit like I'm losing this freedom, you know. I'm, I'm losing the freedom of going into my shop and being able to do all of these other things that I thought were way more important than following up on invoicing, you know, and taxes yeah. and stuff like that. So um, it, took, it took a minute, and, um, you know, we've had very long conversations about it, and um, it is crazy that the, um, the more that, that you, um, you do those things, actually the more time and freedom that you have, you know, yeah. you just don't realize that you get tangled up in this web of, you know, getting pulled and going three different directions. I, I think you're like, me and a lot of tile contractors who focus on the craft and, you know, forget about a lot of these things. We're talking about systems and processes and, and why they're important. One of the things I love to highlight and I love that we're highlighting it today is you found someone outside the industry that took um, a completely different background, American Express, right? Mm -hmm. Completely different background and applied her business knowledge. And this is one of the things I stress. Business knowledge is business knowledge. Before Tile Money, I was listening to real estate and uh, other business podcasts and applying it to my tile business. And yeah. I love to highlight that because uh, it's so important to get an outsider's perspective and maybe, you know, change your business and change your life. So, yeah, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, again, Rod was doing some systems or some processes, but didn't think of it in those terms. Right. And so it's really defining it. Like when I joined him, he did have an accountant, but he didn't really know everything the accountant was going to do for him and maybe maximizing their effectiveness yeah. and saving your receipts and making you know, make a log of all your business trips. So that, all, that information gets handed off. And so there's so many missed opportunities if you don't take the time to sort of do an inventory of your different systems. So we talked this morning about one of them being marketing. We don't throw a lot of marketing dollars out there because he has built relationship. And then he uses social media for a lot of that marketing, which was, well, he would never have labeled it that, but that's really what it is, right? And so... Um, we only had to just take some existing things and put, sort of put it in these buckets. So I had to learn QuickBooks. I never knew QuickBooks, and that's what he was working on. And so I sort of self-taught myself that enough to get by to then get other things in place. And so I have to stretch and grow too, you know. And so it's sort of this learning process and growth process as this business grows. You're really, um, just as he invented a product, if you will, or, and patented a product, and that's sort of his baby, the business becomes that as well, almost like a family member. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Now, Chris, Rachel, you're also someone who's passionate about this subject. That's why I thought of you right away, and you came in right away, and we're very excited to do it. Tell me why. Where does your passion come from? Uh, my passion comes from, you know, the industry, obviously, but being able to maximize what we can do within the industry by using systems and processes. Um, I, I'm a firm believer if you don't have some type of system in place, you're, you're, gonna, you're holding yourself back quite a bit. Um, you know, like one, one of the big systems that I implemented was um, driving a lot of call volume to my company and being able to have multiple clients to choose from 
you know, for, for who I do work for. I mean, you know, finding that client that's willing to pay the highest price, I mean, ultimately. Um, and I do have a pretty good system in place for that, I believe. Um, but, you know, as with any system, there's always room for growth. So I'm always looking for the next best thing within those systems. That's great. I love it. I love to hear it. Now, we, we talked a little bit about the passion. Did we talk much about the rewards? I really want to highlight the rewards that you felt. We did talk about that a little bit. Is there anything that you, you can other point to, like a specific example of, you know? Really, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm really into balanced lifestyle. And I don't think in the tile arena, contractors and many other professions, that's always the case, right? And um, how do you leave a job and feel good about going on vacation and knowing the work's going to get done in a certain way? Well, you know that by having systems and processes in place. And um, I think today, like Rod was able to talk to his office manager, for example, on a couple of topics, and maybe he checks in with her once or twice throughout the day. But, you know, her comment was... um, Everything's going really well, you know, and that's a new experience for Rod, but that's the reward, you know. That's definitely the reward of the hard work and then taking this product and taking it to the next level by building that infrastructure around it to support it. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, many of you may know the book E-Myth, and Rod has looked at that, I've read it, and it was so fun for me to read because it was basically what things I knew. Those were the tools I knew, but to see how it could apply to a small business and the... Um, percentages of small businesses that fail because they don't do that work and you because you can't grow it's like the assembly line and the the products coming down the assembly line and there's no one there to catch it except you the owner well you can't keep growing your business without the systems and processes in place so the rewards are there to have that balance in your lifestyle um, help other people in the community with jobs i mean um, in the industry some of them have that experience some don't to learn about performance management systems and um, attendance and um, being rewarded for your work that you're doing. I mean, Rod's getting to learn all that in a different way than the tile trade because when you have sort of the 9-to-5 job, which it is for some people, or the 7-to-3, um, you know, there's different expectations around that. And then the whole customer service um, arena, which I'm very passionate about, um, I think, you know, customer service and American Express prided itself on that. We did with DirecTV at Convergis. Um, there's so many opportunities when you provide good service. And, you know, a person that gets bad service is going to go tell 10 more people about that experience, where the good service maybe not quite as much, but the word gets out there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm passionate about that, too. That's awesome. I, I love... Um I, I love that. What, what was the first thing you said? Like, li- it, it, it helps you with your lifestyle, you know? Balance. Yeah. Balanced yeah. lifestyle. Without, yeah. without a balanced lifestyle, you, you get burned out too fast, and you end up not being happy with your work, and you just want to quit every day, and, you know, uh, there's a lot of different, you know, uh, tr- problems that come if you lose that balance. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's really hard because people think, oh, I'll work harder. I'll work more. And I'll be happier. But at the end of the day, not always, you know, or health issues come up because you're not taking care of yourself. And so it's, it's this, you know, sort of treadmill people get on. And I think when you learn to use these um, processes and systems, it runs itself. It's like a well-oiled machine, but it takes, again, some effort. And I think Rod and I's biggest challenge was making, and and we're still working on it, but making that um, shift and that understanding like this is going to help me and I've got to surrender a little bit to this and I because you know all of you are pretty strong passionate people about what you're doing and you know what is 
feeling like the right way. But your earlier comments, Luke, about like taking someone's experience and listen, you know, maybe just listen for a minute. It might sound really weird. Give it a try. Yeah. You know, try something. Try something different. Stretch try, yourself. Yeah, try something new, right? Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Do, you, do you have certain other rewards that you've noticed in your life? You know, um, one is, you know, with, you know, an office manager, um, people that are taking care of payroll. Um, it, it's nice for me to, to not wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and think about things that, you know, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, you know. So, again, you notice that with sleeping at night, you know. And, um, you know, being a tile contractor, you know, we're worried about so many different things, you know. So to get back into manufacturing and then trusting people, you know, and everybody has a, a job at our company and we can all, you know, jump into other people's jobs. But the good thing about it is when I'm away uh, from that shop, you know, I still know that I have, you know, two or three people there in the back running and doing everything. Um, questions are easy. Um, they can ask themselves, you know, each other these questions. And then now with emails and um, Karen especially, you know, when I do a show like this, um, I get really focused on the booth and the people and my phone can be totally blowing up and I'm, I, I feel like I don't have any attention to look at my phone call, you know, and it could be simple, as simple as your delivery's here, do you want it shipped out to you, you know, but you ignore that and now you're, you're behind the eight ball on what just happened. And so to be able to um, be proactive even sometimes about that and, and reach out to them and say when it gets here, send it to that. You know, that's a big part of, of the freedom that I feel like I have, you know. So if you can get in front of your business that way, you know, and you don't have all of these different variables where you're trying to put out fires and you're preventing fires, that's the reward, you know. I mean, put away the heart medicine and we're all good. Sounds like a much healthier lifestyle yeah. overall, uh, which, you know, again, we need that. We need to stay healthy. I mean, without our health, we've got nothing. And so many of us get into business and, and we get into business to provide for our families or, or to reach a goal. But what happens oftentimes to business owners is, is they, get, they, they lose that focus and they forget. They were working for their families, but they forgot about them along the way. And so that's what, that's what we're talking about here today, to uh, not let that happen. You know? Don't let the business run you. You run the business. And that's really what this is about, all about. Now, Christopher, Rachel, do you have uh, any rewards in your life that you can talk about and share? I do. Um, you know, relating specifically to the systems and processes, I mean, if I would have learned early on how important it is to delegate certain things, just like Rod was saying, you know, you need to have an accountant, uh, maybe a, a marketing guy. I know that's not your case, but um, for some of us smaller guys, we need a, a marketing guy. And, you know, I see a lot of guys, um, they, they do their own marketing. And I think that's great that they can do that, but it's kind of important, just like you were saying, you know, learn how to delegate some of that stuff out so you can have more time to focus on your business. Um, so, of course, when I figured that out later on, it was very rewarding because I was able to free up some of my time and not have to come home late at night, sit in front of the computer, do the books, or try to figure out how to market my company on Facebook or Google or wherever, um, so, yeah, the, these systems, I mean, and what these systems are very rewarding um, from what everyone posts, especially in tile money, seeing everyone's different systems 
it's cool because you, you kind of have a broader perspective of what everybody's doing. So you can kind of pick and pull, uh, you know, different pieces out of other people's systems and use it on your own. Yeah. Kind of build your own process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so far we've really been talking about the life rewards, you know, the, the impact on the, your personal life and your growth as a human, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's dig into the actual business a a little bit more. If we can go a little deeper and maybe you have a specific example, maybe with Rod's business or, or something and where you can say, because we did X, because we did X, we got Z. Yeah, profitability, right? Everybody wants to know how's <laughs> this going to affect the bottom line. And, you know, for Rod, it's hard to see a person sitting at a desk when he doesn't understand, like I'll explain to him, doing an email or making those phone calls or following up with customers or greeting a customer when they walk in, it's just as important as what you're cutting in the back. Um, that's a tangible thing that you can see and do, and that's the product, right? But you know, I was doing that role in the beginning before we were able to bring on two employees in the front, Connie and Kirsten, and a great team, and they complement each other. They have different backgrounds of experience. One has a lot more experience in this kind of industry. The other one, great customer service skills and learning some different things, great Excel skills. So looking for those skill sets that you need to make things efficient. And then that allowed me to step out and then focus on other things more strategic with Rod in building the business. Um, so the tactical operations, very different than the strategic, right? And so for, I think for Rod, those are new kind of thoughts or terms or way of looking at the business, more tactical day-to-day operations. Um, and so we actually developed a schedule that would, I think it's, you know, letting your employees also have a say into what their day's looking like and how does it work best for them so they have job satisfaction, right? So they're happy to come to work and we, we get those remarks back all the time and it's you know again it's our own little family a work family um, but the the women up front they share a full-time schedule but divide it the week between their days and um, hours so there's always someone there and then do the handoffs and communication's key you know if you're helping a client with something and tomorrow's not your day in and the other one is the next one will follow up but if we have the processes in place that makes it seamless if you don't have the processes in place it's hard to do And that just complements sort of our ability to be away from the office. So it's really the same kind of thinking on that smaller tactical scale where they're able to do those handoffs and still have the business run smoothly. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, profitability, as I talked in the beginning, when I first started with Rod a year and a half ago, he couldn't really keep up with invoicing, let alone collecting And so there was a lot of outstanding accounts receivable. And so that was Connie's first job. And she had experience with that and had no problem calling and asking people to handle their accounts. And, you know, today what the books look like from where they did before, it's night and day. And also we've implemented um, a process where people pay for their product before they leave. You know, that doesn't sound like a difficult idea. Um, You know, Rod... Sounds radical. (laughs) It sounds like a radical idea. I mean, like, what? Tile guys, tile guys, they argue with me every, all the time. I don't get paid until, you know, a week after the job's finished, sometimes yeah. three weeks. I don't get paid a penny. They've invested their own money into that job. True. I've done, and I've done it. And so I'm not picking on anybody. That's just the way we think. That's the way we are. Right, right, right. So, you know, um, and, and we have some people on 30 days, you know, like net 30. And 
but we work with each person on an individual basis, you know, and it's assumed like until you have a conversation about it and we can work with you, you know, that's absolutely fine. So it just depends on the situations. But a lot of the new contractors, I mean, we get them all the time from Park City and coming down and they um, didn't know Rod personally from working with them back in the tile industry. And they're just used to that flow. You know, they whip out their credit card, they're ready for to pay their products and it's hundreds of dollars and we're good to go. You just nailed it. You, you implemented the system and process, and, and you said, these are our rules. And they said, that's fine. We'll, right. pay, we'll pay right now. Yeah. And it's incredible how you do that. And you take that back to your construction and, and contractor businesses, and you say, well, this is the way we do business. What happens is they're not mad at you. They are actually appreciative of you because now they feel safe. They feel comfortable that you have a contract. You take a deposit. You do this. You do that. You know exactly. You lay out the rule, and, and they, they, they're happy to abide by it because they want you as 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 their contractor so that's that's a key a key point yeah yeah and our um connie our office manager made that comment the other day it's it's it makes them feel better to just say hey how do you want to take care of that today than having to say oh gosh you know what i mean and it's um i think it will help them and their own businesses do the same thing you know to your point uh, sense of confidence goes a long way people can see that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, for sure. Karen, can I get you to scoot your mic toward me just a little? I got you too close. You're okay. perfect. That's great. Great. I got you too close. Rod, did you want to add anything to that? You know, um, for me, because I was so busy in the back, you know, cutting orders. And when, you know, Karen and I got together and I was telling her, I'm like, you know, my shop is like a pizza delivery business. You know, I mean, 30 minutes or less, I can have your custom tray. We'll send it on Uber. Away you go. So in that pace and, and, you know, the growth that we were getting, um, doing an invoice was a distraction and it slowed me down, you know. So I would just, you know, take Luke Miller's name and I'd put it in the desk, you know, and I'd know that, you know, on a Sunday I was going to pull out all of those invoices and put them together. And um, what I started noticing, and we talked about this um, last night a little bit, and, you know, so many of us will go to Home Depot and we'll buy our, you know, 100 or $200 worth of product and we pay with our, you know, pay for it and away we go. And you don't notice that, you know, but um, you, all of a sudden you get a Home Depot card and you go to Home Depot and then the end of the month you get a statement for $2,300 and it's like, oh, man. And um, so as, as bad as I felt at first, um, you know, invoicing some of these guys that were rolling in with, you know, three bald tires and a spare tire, you know, and it's like, ah, I don't want to, you know, bill them right now. Um, I, I started, it was, it was worse for them, you know, as they like, Oh my God, did I really do that much last month? You know? So, um, in, in my industry and that, I think it's better to just hit them. Boom, boom, boom. You know, the bigger guys, like she said, we have accounts, you know, and, and it's good, but, um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, if these guys are going to floor and decor and stuff like that, they're paying for their stuff as they're pushing it out the door. So that's what I, I had to slow down a little bit. It's crazy to think I had to slow down to collect the money. And then, um, you know, with getting these front office people, you know, us as tile contractors, you know, we know that we earn money off of tile setters, you know. So if we've got a guy and he's putting in a couple hundred feet a day and we know that's money and we count on that, you know, then you're hoping, well, maybe this helper will at least make it so what, you know, my salary isn't going towards cleaning the tile saw at the end of the day. Um, But again, you know, front people, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but then when I did see how much money I was owed 
And um, we brought Connie in, and all of a sudden I started seeing, you know, these QuickBook payments. And it's like, whoa, this much money today? Whoa, 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 you know? And it was like I was collecting more money. And, um, and so the value, I all of a sudden saw the value of, of that person, you know, up front. So how, how many personnel, how big did, how, what is the difference between like when we talked last time and, and then you hired, it sounds like a, a few people? Yeah, I think, what are we up to, five? Yeah, five if you count yourself. I'm not yeah. counting me in that number. Yeah. So there's, you know, Rod and, and two employees in the back and um, we have one that's a lead on the table doing the work, cutting and, and doing the work on the shower trays and curbs and benches and another young man, um, he does, he wears a lot of hats. I mean from going out to the dump to picking up our raw material at the phone production shop and then Rod overseeing a lot of that and he still has his cut business that he's working with a little bit on a a water jet and you can expand on that but um, they're sort of focused in the back area and then the the two that share a full-time FTE a full-time equivalent position is shared between these two um, ladies and I sort of float around (laughs) but um, you know again it's giving me freedom because everyone's doing their jobs now. I think, you know, in January, that's really where we got to. It wasn't until more recently that I almost had to step out to let everyone step in. Yeah, and that I posted the letters, you know, that Karen had wrote to all of us, you know, as she stepped out. And I put that on Tile Money. I remember that. Right Thank when you. you reached out. Yeah. Thank you. We'll, we'll, try to, we'll dig that up and put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, perfect. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's really empowering everyone to do their jobs. Yeah. And again, Rod had to let go, and he had to trust, and he had to know that, you know, maybe it's like, gosh, now what do I do, right? You've yeah. been used to doing something for so long, yeah. but there's always something. I go know? help my son set tile a little bit when he gets behind. Cool. <laughs> Sounds fun. Do you, do you think that, I mean, obviously you're selling more product. Right. But do you think you would have as many employees, um, you know, not now? Because one of the things... With chaos, you know, you don't know where the money is. You, right. can't, you can't afford the employees. Right, right. Yeah, yeah no, um, I, I wouldn't probably be in the space that I'm at. Um, you know, I opened up a um, brick-and-mortar retail, you know, where we're selling, you know, a lot of different manufacturers, drains, waterproofing, and stuff like that. Um, I would have never been able to put that together. Very you know? cool. Very cool. So there's a direct, uh, a direct result. Yeah. Christopher, what's going on, man? Uh, can you share a specific example in your business of, of something you changed or tweaked or, or put a system into place and it had a specific result and, and growth? Yeah, I, I really like to, to hit on the marketing side. You know, that's, that's pretty, pretty big. It was life-changing for me. Um, you know, get, getting some good advertising out there and driving a ton of clients to your company. And What do you mean by a ton? Um, so last year, I averaged five phone calls a day. So I had around 2,000 leads last year for bathroom and kitchen remodels. For a one-person company. Yes. And, of course, that's not exactly cheap to do. But um, if you can figure out a way to kind of single out some of those people um, before you go to their home and give them the estimate and you know, figure out which one is looking for quality, which one is willing to pay for quality. If you can do that over the phone, then, you know, obviously that's a win because you're not wasting your time spending all that windshield time driving around, you know, going out to the, to give an estimate for someone that's like, oh my gosh, we, we thought our bathroom remodel was going to be five grand and you hit them with, you know, yeah, it's a standard bath. It's going to be 20 or 25 and they're, you know, 
Yeah. That, that yeah. Kinda, You'll never make it. You'll yeah. never meet in the middle. Yeah, you're just <laughs> running around in circles. So, um, well, you're you're really talking about two different things here. So you got the marketing, which is number one. That's driving. That's generating the leads. And then the number two thing that you mentioned was what do you, what are you going to do when that phone rings? I mean, you you know that's the thing is you've got to be on your phone constantly. Okay. And you've got to. You, you like try to answer it almost. You answer it as soon as it rings. You got to answer yeah. it as soon as it rings. And you know, if you do miss a call, it's very important to try and but, call that person. But how back. do you weed people out? Are you just having a conversation with them, or do you have like six questions you ask? Yes. So, you know, when someone calls, usually what I'm doing is asking them the scope of their project. Um, the reason I ask that first is because I I want to know whether or not this is even a project that I'm interested in. Um, when they give me the scope of their project, uh, I ask them their address. As they're telling me their address, I'm on my phone. I'm putting this in Google Maps uh, because I'm a remodeling contractor. I pull a trailer. I want to make sure that I can actually get my truck and trailer to this client's home to do the job before I waste my time on the phone with them. Um, as they're giving me the address, I'll look up that home, make sure I can pull in, uh, be able to work there, first of all, and uh, you know, once they give me the address, I see that I'm, I'm able to say, yeah, you know, I can come look at your job or give them a, a rough quote of what that job will cost. Um, and how that person responds to that rough quote tells me whether or not they're a good client for my company or not. Um, if they're a little bit of, um, if they have a little bit of a sticker shock, then I try to find a nice way out of that conversation or, you know, refer them to the CTEF website to find a certified tile installer to make sure that a client isn't, you know, getting someone that's not qualified in their home doing, doing that labor. But um, that's kind of the process that I have for phone calls. And, of course, it can vary slightly a little bit as well. But um, given those rough numbers over the phone, I think is very important. That was really neat, Chris, because um, what I'm hearing there, it's the, the system's lead generation that was a subsystem of your marketing. Yes. And then the process is what you just described. Yes. And so how many people really take the time to do that analysis before? In this situation, you learned that through trial and error probably, but now you can take all of that knowledge and apply it to something else. Yes. And be proactive with how you set up the system and the process to support it. Yeah. So it's almost like don't start anything new. I mean, Rod can have this learning too. Like, okay, so if you're going to do X, where does that fit in the system world of all of these, if you want to say departments or focus areas, whatever words we want to use, and then what processes are you going to set up to support it? Because you mentioned many times save time, does it even work, like frustration and just annoyance and trying to get your truck in that neighborhood, but you're eliminating all of that from your day yes. so that you can go right home at phone. 5 o'clock and be a happy person too, exactly. right, for your family. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it can be frustrating at times because I am a one-man show, um, and I do all the work, and I answer the phone. So usually I'm, I have earbuds in while I'm working talking to clients. So got to kind of multitask there a little bit. Um, but that process, I got the idea – from a few other companies um, that are franchise companies in the bathroom and kitchen industry. Uh, They do something very similar with their clients. So 
I, I picked up on that just a few years ago and implemented that into my company, and it, it's worked amazing. I mean, it was life-changing, honestly. That's neat. So. And you can benchmark, right? Like, you can go out and be a consumer and find out what other companies are doing and then take it into your organization, yeah. tweak it, and yeah. take it back in. And that's what you're describing that you did. Yes. So that's perfect because why not, right? Exactly. Why not? Why not? If one thing, you know, my brother-in-law told me early on in my company, because I, I had, you know, grown up in this, you know, the tile industry, the, you know, in the real world, and I moved around a lot and worked for a lot of companies. I was a, I was a misclassified employee since I was 17, and when I got my license at 25 in the state of California, you know, that's how I started hiring. And then my brother-in-law pointed out I was really doing things illegally and putting my clients in a precarious spot and myself in a precarious spot. And, you know, it wasn't going to be the best way to run a business. And so we started crunching numbers and started looking into insurance and workers' comp. And I said, this can't be done. I can't stay competitive. And he said, he pointed out about six other local contractors. He said, look at them. If they're doing it, you can do it too. And now it, was, it wasn't my direct industry, but it was like electricians or plumbers. He said, if they're doing it, you can too. And then I said, okay. And then I said, okay, well, what I have to do then is figure out how. If I'm going to charge double everybody, the competitive price, how am I going to charge that and get away with it? Well, I had to change my image. I had to step up my marketing. I had to do a lot of different small things. And it's mostly customer service. So yeah. that, that's a yeah. great point. Yep, it really is. I mean, customer service... You know, it's hard to put a price tag on that, but it is so incredibly important in this competitive marketplace for everything and the relationships that are built and the image, like you said. I mean, how you present yourself and how you interact with customers and make eye contact. And I think Rod hit on it as follow-up, and I would definitely say that hasn't been a strong suit of Rod's in the past because he was so busy, but now he understands the importance of that. Yeah, and Karen will say, what do you say, the 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 task starts or stops with the client. Yeah, I mean, I always try to think of everything as beginning and ending with a customer. And so if there's a if there's an order, you know, that a customer's making, how do we end that with that customer and and you know, make them feel really good about their yeah. purchase no too. No crumbs. Yeah. 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 I know yeah. there's a lot of clients, you know, when I when they call and I go to the home, you know, they're actually surprised that I showed up on time. Um, not all of them, of course, but you know, uh, most of them are because a lot of contractors you know, they'll say, hey, I'll be there at 6 o'clock on Wednesday, and 6 o'clock on Wednesday rolls around, and they're like, where's this guy at? So, yeah. you know, if, if you're just showing up on time and communicating with a client in this industry, you're, you're going to be doing pretty well. Yeah. I, that reminds me and I, of a story I want to tell and share with everybody because I talk a lot about coming to coverings and TICE and TSP and, and the events, the local events, and getting to know your, comp- you know, your, your local people. Um, and how powerful it can be because you're, you're rubbing shoulders, you're learning from one another. We've already discussed all this, but I, I was visiting with Jeff Ocapenti from Portland, Oregon. He's not really active on social media a lot, so I really enjoy going to these shows to get to know people like Jeff who aren't always, you know, I don't always stay in contact with him on Facebook, but we, we get together and it's like we're old friends. He shared with me his system. He said every morning he, get, he just wakes up around 4 or whatever he does. But he prepares it so that at 6 a.m. on the dot, he's emailing everybody that emailed him in the last 12 or 24 hours since the last 6 a.m. So every single day, 6 a.m., whether it's six clients or you know however many clients he has to stay in contact with, and he emails them all at 6. It's consistent. They know they're going to get an email with an update on their job. 
and it feels good, you yeah. know? And, yeah, and so yeah. now I shared it with the thousands of contractors. Think about it. Think about what we're talking about here today. I hope we've convinced you that systems and processes is worth considering. Now, the big question, Karen, and, and you guys, is how to do it, right? Because child contractors and, and people in general, and myself included, we have a certain mindset, right? And 90% of the battle is your mind. It's in your mind. So how do we get over that mindset of maybe, oh, we live in chaos, right? And that feels good. It feels good to go to Home Depot three times a day. It doesn't put money in your pocket, but it feels kind of good, doesn't it, Rod? No, yeah, you get to see your friends. Do you ever go to Home Depot and just, like, pick up an extra Milwaukee box or something? <laughs> I mean, no comment. <laughs> so how do we overcome that You know, mindset? it was interesting that you say that because I noticed that Rod really seemed to like going to the landfill, to the dump. And he really liked going to the bank, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's really great. However, you could be doing these things instead and letting our employee go and do those things. Or even with COVID, I ended up doing some online banking and deposits. So there's so many different ways to do it. So I think the key is now this is almost more of, um, like you said, more in the head and the emotional side of things. You have to ask yourself why. Why do I like doing those things? And what can I do instead of to still be um, happy? And what is it about it? You know. And I think Rod today will say he's cool with not. He goes the. He still goes to the bank once a week. I think we put that yeah. back in because yeah. it's easy. It's on the way home. It works, and he do, he has those relationships. Cool. But the landfill part, not as much. The landfill part, though, believe it or not, was a lot of marketing also because any time a truck and trailer would pull up next to me and dump out a bathroom. I would write, run right up to that person and say, hey, hey, what do you do for your shower pans? I make this. And I first one freed it for a year or two, guys. I mean, I gave away so much stuff, but um, they all came back, you know. So, you know, I mean, when you're going from, you know, a, a tile mud man to a piece of styrofoam, you know, and um, it, it, if, if that first one is free, you don't feel so invested into it, you know, and you, you see how it goes. But I, I love that at the dumps, you know. It's like somebody, I, you can hear that sound of that tile being dumped. <laughs> and, and, you know, I like the smell there, and, you know, I don't feel judged over there. So, yeah, the <laughs> land fills my vibe. I, 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 I can relate. I can relate. I love a good landfill. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, I mean, he, he can do all of that in the, in the shop, in the front with customers, right? But it was a transition. And I think um, the other th word that comes to mind is resistance. And so if you're feeling resistance to things, again, dig a little deeper, figure out what it is, because those are the barriers to doing a lot of this. You know, you might say, well, I have no time. I mean, a lot of people would say that. I have no time to even figure out how I'm going to do these things to save time and to increase revenue and to increase my customer base. So maybe it's as simple as saying, um, I like what you said about the 6 a.m. thing, and I've talked to Rod about this, like his morning yeah. ritual includes looking at Facebook and doing some of that. That's great, but maybe that's um, either complemented with or replace some mornings with the customer contact or how you just can't lose sight of the need to do that too so balancing it all and i think he's less on his phone like he said his neck would hurt because he'd be on his phone and looking down all the time <laughs> you don't have to tell me about that <laughs> you know it's funny i had to implement the opposite morning ritual i leave my phone off for at least an hour so that i don't because once you get on there all of a sudden it's noon and you were on facebook and so for at least an hour to get your head right uh, think about your day. Think about the number one goal you're going to do that day. 
and then get that done before you get on Facebook, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's all time, right? It comes down to time. And time's precious. And, you know, maybe it's that, like, Rod, you know, from four to six now, he's really cool with this. It's his um, creative time. Nice. <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. so that's his block of time where he can turn the music up and do what he wants to do. And yeah. that's where the innovator part comes in. And, you know, and that used to be sprinkled throughout the day all the time. Like, you know, it was go to the next thing, the next thing, the next yeah. thing, because something caught his attention. So it's really learning to manage yourself and your thoughts and your behaviors and then carving out, well, I'm going to work on my business. So, you know, there's going to work in the business or on the business, right? So go to work on the business an hour a day. Find that hour somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I I can relate again, you know, uh, my when things are real hard and I'm just, you know, like, you know, I, I mean, I can't say pulling my hair out, but I'm just like really stressed out because I'm like, I can't figure it out. I can't figure this problem out, you know? My wife, she'll say something really nice, like, why don't you grab a beer and go sit in the hammock for a while? And nine times out of ten, it works. Because as an entrepreneur, as a creative person, you've got to allow yourself that creative time. You know, that's where the magic happens. And again, put the phone down. Uh, That's not doing us any help when we're trying to work, right? Right, right. (laughs) Unless your work is the cell phone, which often it is. Now, Chris... Have you had to overcome any mindset blocks in your business specifically with this? Yes. Um, you know, specifically, when, when I first started my company, I had uh, a vision of having multiple employees and potentially one day in the future franchising. You know, I had some pretty big goals there. Um, when I did implement employees into my company, I, it took me a little while, but I realized that I'm not someone that enjoys well, I enjoyed having employees. I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it, but it, it just didn't work for me that well. You know, I was constantly stressed out. I was spending a lot of time making sure that those guys were taken care of. Um, so it was very hard for me to overcome and realize that employees are not my thing. Um, and I've kind of filled in that void a little bit with helping other guys, you know, in the Facebook groups or talking to them in person, like local guys, um, you know, helping others grow their companies has become a passion as well. So that was uh, get, getting over the not being able to have employees, more or less, was very hard for me to overcome. Oftentimes we start out and we don't, I mean, we kind of know where we want to go, but it, we might be wrong, you know, yeah. and, and having the, the awareness to say, okay, I'm going to step back down. I had to do that a lot of times, right? You go backwards to go forward. You slow down to speed up. Right. Yeah. And I think in, in your model, Chris, you're getting the quality leads. And so you want to be the one doing the work most I do. likely. I do. And so that's where you also saw like to train people at that level. It that doesn't make difficult. sense. And so, so the revenue's working, the model's working, and you're happier. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, with Rod's scenario, there was just so much work. There's no way he could have kept up with everything in his situation. I mean, and a different kind of work. It's very trans- and almost transactional and quick. You know, he prides himself on, you know, we get an order that day, it gets cut and shipped that day, you know, or by two o'clock. And if it's local, they can come in an hour or two sometime and pick up their tray. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't find that anywhere else. No, no. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. And, and, and owning that niche, like you said, he's a single operator. And a lot of guys will tell you, like, you can't, you know, you can't stay small because you'll never, you know, be able to retire. But what Chris has demonstrated is that when you stay small and you are the single operator, what you have to do is uh, actually your value rate, it was, is raised in the client's a certain percentage of clients per minds. They want that 
owner who's going to do all the work themselves. Right. Well, guess yes. what? Your value goes up, so you raise your prices. You had a kid, so you raised your prices. <laughs> and um, that's, that's the way it works because all that money is going to go in your bank because you've got, you know, you don't have those employees that will see the company beyond, you know, beyond where you want to take it or beyond where you want to, you know, step exactly. out. And, you know, what I've found, in, and we see, I see it a lot with, you know, my friends that have tile companies right now, these employees are starting to run these companies because they, you know, it's like, hey, I've got a saw and a truck and, you know, clients or whatever. So, you know, they're, they're able to um, kind of put that stress or that pressure on us of like, oh, my God, this person isn't happy. I can't lose them. I've got these four houses coming up, you know, and that's a hard thing in your mind to have to overcome day after day yeah. after day. It's like you, know? you, you train someone that meets your quality or meets your level of quality then they should be out on their own. You know? Yeah. I mean, there they go. Yeah. Yeah. So next so. thing you know, they own half your company, your partners, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing all kinds of, of different things, you know, and, um, you know, a, a tile friend of ours, Mark Tarkas, Mark Christensen, that got the award last night, you know, um, he's always stayed, you know, right with himself, you know, and, um, he's able now to get those prices, you know, that he wants. I mean, you know, his prices are, are, are really he does really well, you know, and it's, it's a one man show where he'll bring his, uh, a, a kid or two of his in and Mark now, um, you know, I've, I've, we've had this relationship all started from the John bridge tile forum, you know, but we've had this relationship now with each other for, you know, probably almost going on 10 years. And, um, we've always talked back and forth as far as growth and employees. And I've seen him bring on a guy and then send a picture, you know, of a throw up in your mouth moment, you know, as the layout, you know? And, um, so again, you know, when, when you are at that level, you know, and, um, you're getting paid and you're making that money and you're not having to worry about, you know, scheduling those, those employees or the, or, you know, stuff like that. I, I think it's a, a great position that you're in, you know, and, um, if you can, like you're saying, if you can, get enough of these people coming to you, you know, so you get to pick those clients, you know, you're, you're able to actually, um, it, it seems like when, when we're behind the eight ball and we need that job, you know, it's like, God, I really need that job. And, you know, you're, you're bidding it not for, you're bidding it to get it, you know, yeah. instead of let's just see how far I can push it. And I would tell Karen, it's like, you know, you're growing a garden. And if you're out there eating every time that piece of vegetable or fruit is ripe, you know, there, there will be no low-hanging fruit. There will be no storage in the, in the cupboards and stuff. So I really do like these guys that, um, you know, I, I just I see the calmness in the guys that come into my shop to get their shower tray and off they go to do their thing and they have a little bit more time to talk, you know, they're showing me more pictures, they're more, you know, the artistic craftsmen and they're driving pretty nice trucks, some of these guys, yeah. you know. And so I, I think your model's great, you know. Yeah. You know, and I, I would say to that too because there's, there's only certain kind of people that want to be that manager of those people, right? Because yeah. yeah. if, if your passion's doing the work... It's, it's a big transition, right, from the doer to the manager um, in that leadership role. Yeah. And so that's a whole different ballgame. And, and so I'll ask Rod a lot, like, are you happy doing this? Do you like doing this? Because I don't want to go back and cut trays. 
that's not my thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but he loves doing that, yeah. right? And he still will love that, probably more than managing people or maybe having to have some difficult conversations. But they still have to happen. So someone has to have them, yeah. you know. And we got we always figure that out. And, and mm-hmm. Rod's doing more and more of that as, as time's going on. So it's, it's growth, right? It's, it's some changes and some growth, too. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned Mark Christensen again. You know, he won that CID award last night for that job he did a, a little bit ago. And incredible work, by the way. And to, to be reminded that he's a small one-man show, you know, I forgot that. And, you know, when I was a, a young contractor, 25 years old, I would flip through the Tile Letter magazine. I'd say, man, these guys are so far ahead of me. I'm never going to get their blot. And that's, you know, that's called lack, lack mentality. And, and But the point of it is, and I... You can be a one-man show like Christopher and be very profitable, mm-hmm. uh, be very content where you're at. And then like Mark Christensen, you can, be, you can win awards yeah. for you know, your design, your, your talent. Um, and we saw that a lot last night at the yeah. NTCA Awards yeah, show. Same you know? Angie, yeah, same with Angie. Angie, same thing. Go Absolutely. Utah. Yeah. Go Utah. Utah's on fire. What are you guys smoking over there? Yeah, Go drinking right. over there. Something <laughs> in that water, you know. Chase Twitchell, you know, we've got him. So, yeah, there's definitely some, some good in Utah and um, great connections. Well, guys, this has been a great discussion. Thank you so much. We're coming up on an hour. Is there any one last sentence nugget of wisdom, or should we wrap this up? Tile money. You know, I used to think it was an oxymoron, but um, it's starting to make more and more sense. So um, thank you, Luke, for putting this together. Um, I've been a fan from day one. Um, I really appreciated you giving me the the time, you know, a few years back on the podcast. And um, it's fun to listen back to that and and see where things are. And, um, you know, a lot of us have a lot of um, common interests and threads and stuff. And so, you know, if we can more, you know, focus a little bit more on the the business side of it, the money part of it, you know, the process part of it. Um, not so much, you know, every photo of some sick and twisted design, you know, I think um, it's going to help a lot of us out. So I really appreciate and support what you've got going. That means a lot, Rod. I look up to you. Thank you for supporting yeah. us. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. that the, what you're doing with education is amazing. I mean, it's the sharing, it's the coming together, and it's, there's no right or wrong way to do things. And so it's just being open, you know, and, and you foster that. And I think that's a really great thing for this community. Thank you, Karen. I'm so glad you were able to be here today on this. You, you really shared a lot. I'm looking forward to doing more. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Luke. Great. Absolutely, Chris. Definitely appreciate everything you do within the group. It's awesome. My pleasure. And thanks for everything you're doing. You're sharing a lot. All right, Tile friends. Well, that's it for this show. There are links in the show notes to the sponsors. There's links in the show notes to the Tile Money Business Boost Challenge, which is at the end of uh, July. It's a five-day challenge. It's really going to help you out. We're going to get a little bit more intense with our business education. As always, Tile friends, stay positive, stay happy, and above all else, stay profitable. We'll talk to you next week.